It is so hard. This is not an ad. It is so hard to eat healthy. <laughs> Go to Instacart. Uh, it is, and I just had, like, the saddest scoop of tuna. You liked it. It was fine. It wasn't even, like, <laughs> white meat tuna, and it was, like, keto, paleo from, like, an asshole juice place. And I set my fork down for one second, and Blanche took a big old lick. She got herself a big old scoop. She did. Right off the top of it. And I was like, oh, you really got to get into that Dijon onion tuna mashup. We're going to have to keep an eye on her. Ugh. Sugar's in everything. And I just think we're meant to be a little plumper as we get older. Because gone are the days. Gone are the days where I could just eat like a monster. I still kind of eat like a monster. And then there's this vicious cycle. I feel like every girl does this where y- you eat garbage. You're like, I'll just work out. And then when you're working out, it's so hard. You're like, I'll just eat less. And all <laughs> I do all day, in addition to like eight other jobs, is think about like how thin I'm going to be when I get younger. Like in my mind, I'm going to be like, yeah, and it's gonna. you're so thin. Your clothes are going to fall off. You're only going to drink lemon juice and broccoli and arsenic red bun. And so what smells? Is it me? It just smells like tuna. You. Okay, I'm sorry. I smell like tuna. So I'm it's trying fine. really hard. But don't bring it at me. Oh, it's just so hard. It's I can't imagine what it's like if you actually have a weight problem. Like, I've never been overweight. I can't say that I'm, like, in love with what's happening right now. But I can't imagine, like, if you have, like, genetics where you're just like, I'm a little thick. And, you know, and people are like, why can't you lose weight? And it's like, it is hard. It is so hard to lose, like, five pounds. Female comic shames five pounds of fat sitting outside her door. (laughs) First question is about food. What? This I erased this question. I swear to God. You're fired. These are the exact questions that you gave to me in your document. Okay, well, what are the best places to eat and visit in the lower part of California? In the they're talking about the half of the largest state. Why are you asking yourself your questions? Okay, Don't be I'm not answering the question. Asker. I'm sorry, Callie. One three R. Check out Yelp. I've written plenty of scathing review. Yeah, on your secret account. Yeah, of course it's secret. I can't have people know that I'm I'm calling restaurants like my personal holocaust. They're not gonna want to go. They're not gonna want to go. All right, let's let's see what you got lined up. Oh my gosh. Okay, Laura Leonley one. But it was a really bad restaurant. Really bad, like, the one you were mad at? Soup to nuts. You haven't left one in a while, have you? Do you not remember your login to your fake account? Left a restaurant? I mean, you haven't left a review. A oh. Mean, a mean review. Do you know that my poor husband rolled over the other night to see me, like, a little drunk, like, writing nice reviews? Because if you only write mean ones, then, like, people know that you're kind of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I've left a nice review for the best Taco Bell in Burbank. Just, like, these guys are doing a good job. Oh, you're the one who left that review. These guys are doing a good job. They're reading it like while the gun's in their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Laura Leonle one. I'm a 28-year-old woman, and I met a guy on Tinder a few years ago. We went on a date but didn't hit it off, so I said we could just be friends. But then he took that seriously. Now he has a girlfriend, but we text a lot, and once a month or so he wants to hang out. 
Our hangouts are platonic, but I just don't really like him that much and would rather spend my time and energy on my actual friends that I do like. How do I friend break up with him? So many people, and it's always girls because girls have a problem saying no. I Yeah, I have a lot of people that I don't want to hang out with. Look, he's got a girlfriend. I wonder if that girlfriend knows about I'm... you. And I will say this because I had a similar situation. I went out with this guy. I don't remember his name. We'll call okay. him. We'll call him Brother Bob. No, I don't know what his <laughs> name. Brother Bob. That's from that documentary. Um, and we met. And I was like, "Oh, he's cute," and he was like really into Jesus, which is totally fine. Yeah, just not my thing. I'm not going to be the girl so for him. But I liked him, and he was a musician. Like he was a cool guy. Mm-hmm. So we stayed like text friends, and I even set him up with another friend. That was nice. So, yeah, because he was a perfectly good guy. Just not, you know, yeah. I don't want to like hoard dudes. Um. <laughs> So there is that thing where, like, you see someone, you're like, oh, I, I like you, if not for this. It is odd. I mean, he probably still thinks you're attractive. I wonder if the girlfriend knows. Here's the thing. With women, like, you might owe her an explanation. Like, if it was, like, a girlfriend, you know, that you don't want to be friends with, like, you yeah. can have a talk. Boys, you don't need to do that. Like, you can just stop texting. It, it's you really, so right, hard, Scott? though. Like, it's a boy. Yeah, I think you get the hint, right? But it's hard. It feels. I don't think mean. men get the hint ever. Right. Well, uh, but I don't think the feelings matter it as feels much. Mean yeah. to just like ignore someone. You don't have to what ignore. What excuse do you have? And- you can honestly. You could just text him if he's like, "Let's hang out." You can be like, "Hey, I'm kind of focused on work, whatever, and dating right now." And um, I don't know. Like it's cool to have. Pl- you could just say that I'm really focused on dating right now, and it's I want to. Long-winded. No thanks. I want to be yeah. going out with guys that I. Want to date? Like, he has yeah. the girlfriend, so he's like, oh, it's a little selfish of him. Or you could just not write back and be, like, so busy, so sorry, and eventually he'll stop. People know. I've had people where I haven't written back to them, and then they've been like, do you hate me? And then I'm like, oh, no. That's, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't deal well with passive-aggressive. I'm, like, a very direct person. It makes me angry. I just screenshot it and send it to other people and say this person's a turd. So, okay. So that's the answer. And I is, don't do anything about it. Don't worry about his feelings. Like, it's fine. You don't sound like best friends. You don't sound like you like the guy that much. It's fine. Hey, super busy. Shoot it a couple times. He'll be done. And yeah. if he really wants an excuse, if he really wants an answer, be like, I'm really focused on kind of trying to find, it sounds pathetic, but trying to find a boyfriend. Right. And I only have so much time. And yeah. Just say you're the least important thing in my life. <laughs> that's it. Free time Me- is precious. Superfluous male-female relationships are the first thing to go in your quest for self-improvement. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's it. All right. You, there's no. By now, you've probably done it. You know. You okay. know the answer. No more questions about friend breakups, because the answer is always cut them loose. Well, okay. Here's- I didn't even tell most of my friends it was my birthday this last weekend, and guess what? None of them knew. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> this is coming out in like seven Scott, months. You were not invited. <laughs> you didn't Party. do anything. That's true. <laughs> okay. This next question is kind of the opposite. DJ Hubs underscore zero nine. Hey, Eliza. So I have this friend I've known for seven years now. However, as the years have come to pass, we've grown apart. We both have toddlers. Mine is almost three. Her daughter just turned two in November. Bragging. The last time I we have spoke a toddler too. Hung out it's right was here. Christmas. Me or Blanche? Oh, that's a good call. Well, you eat like a toddler, and Blanche she waddles like a toddler. She's the size of a thick toddler. <laughs> Remember when we got her a dress from Kmart? Yeah, for her a for her wedding dress. No, for oh, a child's dress. That's a a, that's the move, dress. folks. Dog clothes are expensive. You go right to like a Target or a Walmart, and you go Nordstrom to the child's rack. I think I got her like a that. twelve to fourteen month old dress, or like a child's christening dress, christening dress and it's exquisite. 
Oh, okay. She was later married in that dress. <laughs> we both have toddlers. I wonder if she'll be buried in that dress. No. No, she won't be buried. The last time we spoke or hung out was Christmas. Also, we do something big on each other's birthdays. Mine was the end of January, and I actually went to your live show in Austin. Well, it was four days before, but still it was amazing. But anyway, I didn't hear a word from her, and usually I'm not a vain person, but I was hurt. What do you do in this type of situation since you're on the road a lot and don't hear back for months at a time with your friends? How do you address it? I just, I don't expect anybody to ever treat me as well as I treat them, and I manage the rage. I blow, I take a giant cup, like a giant big gulp mug, and I just blow anger bubbles into it. Look, as we get older, people get busy. Your friends don't care. I'm one of those people, like, I treat my friends really well, and I seldom expect it to be given back. You could, you should call her. Don't shoot her a text. Because it'll just be like, wow, you're being pounds over run. Just call her and be like, hey. Be like, I was kind of bummed out. I didn't hear from you. I felt like it was this special thing. Mm-hmm. And then she'll say something horrible like, I'm busy with my giant toddler. You're <laughs> shaming me. I'm sorry you're not the most important thing in my life. Or she'll be like, our fish died and we were going through a hard time and I'm so sorry. Let's she also, hang out. sometimes people mess up and then they get so embarrassed. Yeah. We had somebody not, who, somebody who RSVP'd to our wedding, someone close to the family, RSVP plus one, never showed up. And then was so embarrassed that they, like, couldn't get it together to, like, ever say sorry. Also, they were raised by wolves. Um, How do you find out they were embarrassed? I just, it's, that's, that just part's not guessing. I'm, just, I'm hoping okay, all right. that they're embarrassed. You're hoping. Uh, but, yeah, there's the, there's that version where she's like, I, I didn't mean to. Right, which is why you should give one chance. One chance and then no more. That being said, I think sometimes when you're a really giving person and the people don't reciprocate back, it hurts so much because you have devised this sort of fantasy world. Like growing up, there was this girl in my grade. We had the same birthday. Oh. And I don't know if we ever had a joint birthday party. I had a very small grade. But I always thought it would be this nice thing. Like we were friends. Yeah. Uh, when we got to college that like we'd always text each other. Like no matter where we were in the world, like we grew up together and we know – it's each other's birthday. And it was always me like, hey, happy birthday. Like Pisces twin or something cheesy like that. Yeah. But like she never sent it because uh-huh. homegirl did not give a fuck that it was my birthday. Doesn't <laughs> care about me. Probably doesn't know if I'm alive or not. So it's like you create this. Like, wouldn't that be sweet if we both did that and your friend dropped the ball? Either she just doesn't care or is a mistake. But you owe it to the friendship to have a quick conversation. And if she's a jerk about it, then she can go raise that giant toddler on her own. Glad we think the toddler is giant. He's too big. He's too big to fail. (laughs) (laughs) Banana Brianna 7 asks, Am I a bad person for breaking up with someone because they hated my dog who acts as my emotional support animal? No, get out of here. Get out of here. That person sounds like a jerk. Yeah. You know what? There's a great subreddit for these what? types of questions. Yeah. It's called Eliza deleted this from the Word document. No. And you go back surreptitiously and re-glue them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to do is go that's in and stitch them back together. You're like no. everyone. All you do is sit and think about ways to thwart me. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. You br- First of all. Definitely break up. Look, it, it's a therapy animal. Yeah. Like, there's therapy animals, there's therapy animals. There's, I have PTSD, and I lost a leg, this is my animal, and then there's, I really don't want to pay for this dog on this flight. Mm -hmm. People get mad at me for that. I still adhere to the guidelines of the FAA. So, FAA? Yeah. FDA. FDA is the first one. We were just filling out paperwork today. It's the farmers that control the skies. (laughs) Good night. Um, But it's also, like, I, I also don't know how attached you are to the animal. 
There, I dated a guy who had this dog that was a mongrel, and it would, like, sit on his shoulder, and it would bite me. And it's like, okay, I don't know what kind of boundaries you're drawing. You know, are you like, oh, cookies, he has to get in bed between my legs while you're down there. Hi, cookies. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how close it was. Uh, and there is that version where you're – my husband's definitely been like, you know, you talk to the dog like that. You don't talk to me like that. And sometimes I'll talk to him. Like the way plan. you talk to Blanche. I'll grab my husband and be like, species. And he'll be like, no, no, see, that's too aggressive. So <laughs> I don't know how – his jaw and just squeeze it. It's just so angular. I don't know how – if it's my level, then it's like, yeah, this is a beautiful dog. Why wouldn't you want to be included? I don't mm-hmm. know if your dog is shitty. I don't know. And I don't know the level of attachment. So, again, context, folks. I decided I don't like someone because after talking about my cat twice, they have not asked to see a picture of her. That is totally fair, and nobody wants to see a picture of a cat. I, I do. I always ask to pe- see people's pictures. Because you like cats. I will see any do- any animal. You got a you, ferret? I'll look at it. You know it. what? You're right, because I will show you pictures of random animals online. And I love I, a random I animal. I love your reaction, because it's always, <gasps> what's he doing? You know all the good ones. You're I do. You're like, here's a bird getting a pet with a spoon. Most people don't want to, like, look, this is no offense to your cat. I lo- you <laughs> they love don't want to see, no. It's a random rescue cat. I it's don't not, want to see people's baby pictures in so the same vein. They all look the same. I can't tell the difference. But I, if someone says they have a pet immediately and it really works well on my target demographic, yeah. middle-aged women. You're good like that. If I ask to see their animal, yeah. they're amped. Amped. And then they show— Wait, let me show you different— Wait, wait, wait. This one he's— Yes. Oh, wait, and let me tell you, when, when I open cereal, he yes. runs in and he's like, Mommy! And you're like, but shut I, the fuck up! I love that. I love to see, like, how excited people are. You're a special breed of crazy and you are About the perfect pets, person to yeah. show an animal animal too. I'll take it a step further. I am not. There is a gray area. Like there are women that are like, babies. Oh, an angel. And then there are women that are like, don't care about your baby. Don't want a baby. Yeah. Punt your baby in outer space. But the gray is me. Like, oh, if that's a cute baby, oh, right. I hate when I go out of my way to try to be more, uh, to appear more like a girl's girl for the sake of placating you in mm-hmm. a conversation. And I'm like, oh, let me see. But I don't really care. I'm doing it because I know that I would want someone to ask to see my baby. And then they do. And I'm like, oh, angel, which is not a word I use. And then they're like, "Uh uh-huh. And it's like, you better acknowledge that I just went out of my female comfort zone to be more of like a female to you. And you are a bitch about it. Well, and I will say I don't like – like if somebody shows – I'll see this, like, say there's two people and one person is like, oh, here's my dog. And the other person's, wait, you have to look at mine. I don't like that. You don't need to counter with yours. Also, I have the best one. Like, I have Blanche. But the problem is then people are like, oh, I saw a picture of Blanche. Do you want to see a picture of my That's the worst in, like, meetings. They're like, this is Buster. And it's just some shitty gray golden retriever. It shouldn't be... This symbiotic thing, it shouldn't, right. that's like saying, how are you? Just hoping someone would be like, great, and how are you? Well, right. That's why I ask so, so the that answer they is break up with your friends. Me. Well, uh, let me say, go to the subreddit, am I the asshole? Because people, uh, people, a lot of times they'll have like a cat that they've had for like five years and a boyfriend that's allergic yeah. and people vote on if you're the jerk or not. Oh, that's what you want. You want to put it to a public vote of other creep cards. I love it. Because you're the mayor of that subreddit. I'm not the mayor. You're like, I'm Judge Jern, executioner. I've and never voted, snacks. but I like to go in and I right, sort next, by controversial. That's cool. I don't know the extent of your attachment to this animal. So the I'm assuming ju- attached. I rule a mistrial. Next case. The <laughs> night court. Working on the night court. <laughs> Emma D. Hart 
says this may sound totally cool. Wait, wait, I have to take a sweet bong rip. Drink it in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so stupid. It's a. It's the gag no one asked for. I was listening to an old uh, improv podcast the other day because it's what I listen to to go mm-hmm. to sleep, and they did the longest like series of back and forth fake bomb. Yeah, welcome, was, welcome to the improv, folks. That's why the improv put you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. M to heart. This may sound totally corny, but what's your favorite thing about Smokey Husky? What was it about him that drew you to him and confirmed he was the one? Oh, he was so rich. Oh, I just love money. Uh, he had really pretty eyes. He did. He was. I saw him. At, like, we were outside a movie theater, and I remember there's this thing you do as a girl when you know you've been single a little bit, and you scan someone initially. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, tall, good looking, not structurally offensive, cute. Nice head of hair. Yeah. And. So I thought he was cute, and you're like, oh, God, like, what's, you know? And this is going to sound awful, but he was, we had, I wish we had these texts. We don't. We had awesome, awesome text banter. Yeah. It felt so comfortable. I felt, I always feel at ease talking to people. Like, it's just part of whatever. There was, it didn't feel like, there's this meme that was something like, like, I don't know. It was, how about, like, when you don't know if you're flirting with someone or fighting with them? Like, people, not everybody's as good as words. As good as words, as yeah. good with words as I am or as you are, whatever. So people take inflection wrong. They use yeah. punctuation wrong. They write boys things like "lol." My friend Jody Miller and I, who's a comic, have this joke about how boys are always like, hey, "What's up, troublemaker?" It's like, <laughs> why is she a troublemaker? Because she's cute, and you got a boner, and that's a problem because you're around children. Like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> so I didn't get any of that. He was funny and he was clever, and I've later come to find out like he's also a. Really, just a brilliant writer. So, well, brilliant, but he's very, very good. <laughs> brilliant is like, that's like what you, but, um, so it was that. I liked the texting back and forth. I felt good. Mm-hmm. And when we met, it wasn't weird. It just clicked. And he, we went to a movie and he talked the entire time and he was loud, but it didn't bother me. And I am bothered by even the silence between the words right now. <laughs> and then the night was just so easy. He, there was, it just, that was it. I liked how, I like that he's funny, too. Mm-hmm. People always think, like, oh, you're funny. I bet you're making him laugh. I get so—he says the perfect thing all the time. He's always making you laugh. He makes Just me laugh. chuckling away upstairs. And he's that kind of, like, hippie, incisive, like, insightfulness, where, like, insightfulness, that, like, very inner peace calm where I, like, have a problem. He'll be, and he's like, well, there's, you know, there's your version, there's theirs, and the truth is probably somewhere in between. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> he's very calm. He doesn't ever—he's never against me. It took me a very long time to— like, put away my little cocktail sword. You think everyone's against you. They are. People are mean to me. Yeah, um, you have a tough. But he's great. All right. One time we were in bed. We were, like, about to get, like, intimate. And, like, I tried to, like, take my pants off, and they got caught, and I got frustrated. And he was, like, laying there naked. He goes, yeah, get mad. Which is, like, so not the emotion you want, like, right before you have sex. Yeah, get mad. Oh, boy. So he's, he's You guys good. are having a nice time. That's the answer. I don't know. It just worked, and there was—it wasn't boring, but it just worked. There was no issue, and that's the way it should be. All right. It wasn't—anyway. R underscore Roland 99. How, as a Jewish female, do I deal with the questions from family about potential significant others not being Jewish? I'm religious, but the last thing I'm looking for in a guy is his religion. I don't know how to explain that it's just not important to me without my grandparents freaking out. Also, I love you and your work and Blanche. I read that same question and yours was much longer. Where did you get those extra sentences? That's very weird. 
That you read that whole thing? That looked yeah. a lot longer. <laughs> so your question is, the marrying a Jew is not, what you're saying is marrying a Jew is not important to you. Right. Okay, then that's what it is. But I'm she Jewish. Is religious. Uh, nobody in my family, I think it's like, yeah, that'd be great if he was. By the way, a lot of times when families want you to marry someone of the same color, of the same religion, of the same cultural background, it's not, oh, because Jews are so much better. It's about context for similarities. And it's actually just about, like, one less hurdle. People oftentimes of, like, similar backgrounds, it's not, we want this pure Jew race to take over. It's when you have a cultural upbringing that's somewhat similar you're going to have similar mindsets on things, and it just makes for an easier marriage. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that people from Mars and Venus can't get together black and white, Muslim, <laughs> Jew, whatever. But there are those extra hurdles. And so, you know, uh, he's half Jewish, so and he also doesn't care. I'm Jewish, but I would never date someone where Christianity was very important to them. I can respect that in a friend. Mm-hmm. Every man I've dated, for the most part, minus like one, has been sort of a religious, mm-hmm. not necessarily agnostic or, uh, uh, Jesus, what's the other one? Atheist. Atheist, the one that like all men love to say that they are. Uh, but just you know, like I was raised Christian, don't really think about it. So there's that. It's more your parents just want it to be easier. But if it's who you love, they'll they'll get over it. And if they don't, like that's so shitty. But that's it. Right. You just gotta be. I just steadfast in it. If you meet the guy, you're like, this is the guy I love. Then that's that. I don't know. I don't have a family that ever pressured me. I don't know how to explain it. It's just not important to me without my grandparents freaking. They're going to be dead soon. I mean, if you want the brutal answer, like, they'll be gone soon. So unless you're trying to get some money out of them. You know, I, I don't know. I, I My grandma met this one boyfriend I had, like, basically on her deathbed. And she was like, take care of him. She didn't know who he was. But women, <laughs> like, it was. So I don't know. I don't know. They'll be dead. They'll be dead soon. And. Right. And hopefully they all grew up during the time of war, so they understand love and getting it while you can. Okay. That's, it sucks for you. I'm sorry. All right. Maxwell that ends well asks, how long into a relationship should you wait? Also, one more thing. Mm. If he's not Jewish, almost guaranteed he's going to be circumcised. So if that's a plus in your category, that's cool. <laughs> how long? He into will, a- however, think it's okay to eat like white bread with mayonnaise on it and drink glasses of milk at dinner. And that is a cultural barrier that is almost impossible to overcome. Milk at dinner you're not okay with? Jews don't. But is it that? I mean, I just think just in the last like 10 years, people are like anti-milk. No, no. Always you didn't have milk? No, Jews don't do that. Oh, nice. It's a goyish middle America thing. Really cold milk. All your weird salads, jello molds. Anything like a southern things. Anything 60s middle America white Jews don't do. No milk. Milk with uh, pasta when I was a kid. Oh so my yes. god. Cold yeah, milk. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right, but, yeah. Were you wearing plaid? I was. Were you there? <laughs> there are just not Jewish things to do. Who's the comic that has the bit about that? Is it Lenny Bruce about like who's Jewish, who isn't Jewish? I don't know. And like how even non-Jews can be Jewish. But like you are not Jewish. Milk is not Jewish. Milk is, ugh. That's a whole other thing. I feel like milk can get colder than other beverages. I mean, pork is obviously, you can eat pork as a Jew. It's not like, it's not a thing a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. But it's more like ambrosia salad, not Jewish. But that that sounds like just super Southern. Or anything that they're making in like Milwaukee. Yeah. Anyway. But no milk at dinner. That's That's unthinkable. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even imagine what would drive someone to I do that. I may have to go out and get some milk. Just you, just drink your glass of milk with a giant crucifix on. <laughs> Eat it with Kashi yeah. and suffer the consequences. While you watch, like, Lawrence Welk. <laughs> Eat it with Kashi. <laughs> we'll all suffer as one united people. <laughs> Maxwell that ends well asks, How long into a relationship should you wait to discuss political, religious, and social views? Right away. Yeah, four get minutes. it out there. Get it going. Yeah, four minutes. Here's the thing. <laughs> like, you, I don't, Yeah. I know that it's, like, not sexy to discuss it, but if this is, like, your interest in this person and it could be long-term, you're going to want to know right up front if they believe in the right to bear arms, you should keep a child even if you're raped, uh-huh. and, like, women shouldn't leave the home. Like, you need to find that stuff out. Yeah. I mean, luckily a lot of the apps now take care of, like, political and religious. I, I do think a lot of liberals sometimes are like, oh, if they've ever voted rep- how could you? Take a knee. All right? We all just got really political recently. So you can have differing political views, but, like, ideologies and mythologies and, like, an ethos by which you live is a different thing. Mm-hmm. This person's like, I love littering. And you're like, I love to save whales. You probably oh, should. Did you see that article about cigarette butts? I don't. What? No, I don't want to hear this right now. Okay. I post so much about I it. I know. That's why I didn't send you this article. I've said things to people who throw their butts on the I floor. Know. I'll throw your butt on the floor, you piece of shit. <laughs> Let's cut to the check of traffic. (laughs) Northbound on the 405. Some guy slowed down, so it's wrecked traffic for all of Los Angeles. That happened to me today. There was a lot going on on this, like, little street, and people were outside with their phones, and there was, like, a hole, like, a ladder up to a window, and I slowed down for a second to look, and someone honked at me. He honked at me, and I looked at my rear view mirror and then he was looking he was a looking too (laughs) and i yelled jumping out a window i yelled out you're honking at me judging me that's a kettle calling the pot black i'm looking i'm a looky loo too did you see what was happening no because he honked at me i had to get to pilates when i came back from getting that vase they uh was construction and a fire truck had to come through so they just took all the cones from where they were and put them blocking my car Ugh. And the light turned green, and guy behind me honks at me. I'm like, I got seven oh my cones. God. I got seven cones. That'd be so funny as, like, a prank <laughs> if you were in traffic, and these cops just run out, and they just put parking cones around your car in they, traffic, and you just can't move. There were cones all left to me on they Highland. They were cones. And they put them in front of me, Remember and I was from just sitting singer? there, just, just just smiling at the man as he slowly moved the cone. Oh, nice try. You're still late for work. I'm docking your pay. I wasn't late. This I'm was when I went to get that vase. Garnishing your wages. I was early, and no one was there, and I was scared. I just thought of you putting parsley next to her money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of your money will come with kale and a lemon wedge. Oh, boy. Taylor in call. Hey, I'm a 25-year-old woman getting ready to move out of my mom's house in the suburbs and into the city by the end of the year. The big city? I get along great wait, with wait, my mom. Wait, wait, define city. Like Peoria? Like what's a into city the to you? City. See? I no mean, context. All right, go ahead. That's the city. Let's say like Chicago. Big city. Bright lights, big city. I get along great with my mom and younger sisters, so not having them around is going to be a weird adjustment. Aside from saving money and budgeting, do you have any tips for making the transition easier? You really rocketed out of your home. I know. I ran to the city, like, with a bullet. Uh, 25, so that means you've already lost your graduating college class. Like, they've already gone on without you. But if it's a house in the suburbs, you're moving to the city, it sounds like you're not moving to a different state. Like, you can still, like, make a weekly plan with your mom and sisters. Like, come over for dinner once a week. Listen, it's time to get rid of your family. I try on a weekly basis. 
because I got to put up with it. To get um, rid of them. My brother and I are fine now. Um, aside from saving money and budgeting, oh, budgeting is so fun. Making the transition easier? Yes. Here's what you need to know. I would join things if I were you. I would join, like, a regular yoga class. Like, there are other women, as horrible as women are to each other, that want new friends, too. Girls are always looking for, like, a cool girl to do cool stuff with. Mm. I would make friends with other single—I'm assuming you're single. Uh, I'm leaving my husband behind in the suburbs with my—my my mom and sisters will take care of him. Other single girls want to go out with other single girls, and 25 is the perfect age to be going out. You can't drink top-shelf alcohol yet because you don't have enough money, and quite frankly, your system doesn't need it. You don't need anything pure. Like, you can drink— Petrol, like you're totally fine. That was like a British thing to say. Join like a consistent yoga class. You kind of like see the same people. Uh-huh. Sign up for a trivia night. I, I don't know what kind of job you have, but like I always really respect when like my friend Ariel always every night is out doing something. Ugh. And it's it, it sounds exhausting. And when I was single, like I was always looking for people to go out drinking, but she's always like going to like an art thing, an event, a th- like just finding something. Right. When you first moved to a new place, when I first moved to LA, I was doing something every night. I was at every Q&A. I was at like art galleries because I knew pop stars would be there. Like, I, but I didn't want to talk to anyone. And about... Also, do you have a pet? That helps. Only a dog. Nobody wants to see the cat. Don't have a shoulder <laughs> iguana. <laughs> no, but look, I mean, when you first move there, go to everything. Just go, you know, and also give yourself a break. Like, things get... At 25, you won't be exhausted, but like, it's okay to stay in you sound like a cool, normal person. Mm-hmm. Pick consistent things so that people have a chance to get to know your face, like a cafe. So the barista, like, then they get to know you. And then you have a cute little banter and someone comes there like, oh, what are you guys talking about? You're like, we were just talking about Dalmatians. <laughs> I love Dalmatians. Oh, let's make love. So I think there's that. <laughs> I think you're fine. And you can see your fan. But also don't be the girl that goes home on the weekends. In college, those kids are like, I go home on the weekends. I'm like, oh, cool. So is your goal to, like, never do cool things ever? <laughs> Stay in the city on the weekends. Find what's going on. And that's it. You'll find a little group. I worked out my my senior year Once. semester. Oh, that's where, when you worked out? No, I didn't work out. I worked out that I could. Mm. I had classes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I would go home okay. Friday through Monday, and it was such a thrill. Okay. I'll go home and sleep. Cool story. I know you love that story. (laughs) 25, it's time to get going. Get fucking. Be out there. You can wear clothes that don't really fit because you're 25, so, like, nobody cares. Like, if you're, like, a little overweight and the outfit's tight, like, it's okay because, like, you're confident and young. Nothing's sagging. You have the energy. You don't need the money. Get out there. Don't worry about it. No one's going to judge you. Go to one of my comedy shows. Girls come all the time alone, and they meet friends. The yeah. amount of women that have come to my shows have been like, I met this girl in the bathroom on the way in or at mm-hmm. your last show, and now we're friends. Definitely go to Eliza's show, but also any, like, comedy stuff. Comedy stuff is good. Don't be worried. Like, people are like, should I go alone? It's fine. It's fine. Just Nobody go. cares. You'll make friends. Comedy stuff's great. Like, an open mic or, like, if you see a bar, that's a great call, Emily. Just go. And, oh, I was meeting a friend. If you need to lie about it, that's fine. Or bring a book. It always looks like, you know, you're doing something else, and then you can close the book. Yeah. And you can pay attention. Don't have the book open during my set. I'll get very angry. Also, (laughs) this is expensive, but, like, a Soho house. I'll never forget my husband did this, like, cookbook thing there once. Um, He, like, interviewed this other chef, and I went because I was, like, pumped to go to an event where I didn't have to do anything. And I get, like, a little trashed. And I was a little saddened because it was packed, and it was all beautiful young women. (laughs) Who obviously went, like, hoping, like, a guy would be there. 
But yeah. that's where you come in. Because, like, you, and I made girlfriends that night. Yeah. Women actively do fun things. They go to art events. They go to, like, they do more things than men. Yeah. They know where the good, good stuff is. Try to join a club, junior league. If you're, like, super Christian and love milk, that's for you. <laughs> Next question. Albert Askey Girl. What is your favorite joke from your shows? My personal favorites are Shark Tank and No Mermaids. Love your work. Keep being awesome. You know what? So when these people yeah. by themselves come to their your shows, they won't see your favorite joke because you've moved on. But what's your favorite joke? I don't know because it's funny. I don't remember. Like, I made those jokes. But, yeah. like, it's I was a different person at the time. And I like doing the Shark Tank joke. I like putting the back. I enjoyed saying that joke. Yeah. The other specials are so old that I can't. I like doing She-Dragon. I like making noises. Mm -hmm. These big set pieces that, like, Party Goblin and She-Dragon, like, these big set pieces are so physically draining Mm -hmm. that they're the first things to go when I start to do a new hour because it's so exhausting. Yeah. Uh, Like, that gazelle bit. Like, it's really hard to, like, stand on one leg and, like, pretend to be a gazelle. I mean, middle name is pretty classic. Yeah. Middle name. In this new hour, I really enjoy doing all the stuff about, like, creepy veils and I like I like to anything involving sounds mm-hmm. and acting like a weirdo you just have 10 minutes on bong sounds <laughs> and this is a, a different kind of gravity bong uh, and I really like the last bit in this new hour where I am a general of a bachelorette party and I get to deliver a speech with bravado and gravitas <laughs> moving on the next question we are in no way able to answer, but we'll try because Miracle Matt 92 asked, Hi, I'm a 26-year-old gay guy that doesn't like sex. I've never enjoyed it. I think it's tedious. Get I'm it bored long. during it, thinking about how long it's going to take and wanting it to be over. Are However, you sure you're not a woman? The gay community likes sex. Hashtag shocker. I'm not completely against having sex with someone I like if that's what they need, but I feel like I'm unable to make that connection because boys only want one thing. Should I just bite the bullet and do it, or should I continue holding out for someone I really like? Thanks so much. I love listening to your podcast. You make me laugh when I really don't want to. Oh, You don't want to have sex. You don't want to laugh. Can I be honest? I don't think the way you're feeling is that uncommon. I hear it more from women. I've actually never heard a guy say it. But the fact that you're saying it means you can't be the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that men tend to be selfish in bed. Not always. I'm married to a very giving lover. <laughs> I know. It's like sometimes I'm like, it's too giving. Stop. Um, <laughs> Scott, I can tell that you're a giving lover. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, who knows what you do? I'm not a man. Are you a giving lover? I'm not a man. That's okay. I'm asking you a question. Yes. She's like, look at her face. She's like, stop asking me about my lovings. <laughs> lovings. My lovings. Um, but I think there's that. So I can, you know, you're right. Boys are only interested in one thing. And a lot of times it's. They don't care about you getting off. So I I think you haven't met someone that has shown you the caring that you deserve. You might be a little more sensitive than most. You also might not know what you like because it's always been so quick. Mm-hmm. I, I, the vibe I get from, like, the gay community. Like, dudes will go in bathrooms. They have, you know, grinder. Like, that's a gay invention because that's – if dudes could have it that way on a date to a girl, they'd be like, let's just go fuck real quick. It's not called sensual evening. It's called grinder. It's called grinder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not let's get to know each other and be informative. Sensual evening. So I think there's that. I think a lot of times girls feel that way too. Not to keep, like, bringing it back to girls, but that's the closest thing I can relate to. Where it's like, yeah, I guess I'm just not that sexual. And then you have sex with someone that, like, cares. And you're like, oh, fuck! So I don't think there's anything wrong – 
if you're not being hurt or something, you know, if the guy wants you to like blow him and you do and you don't care, but you have to put yourself first. And I do think you owe it to yourself to maybe sexually explore what works for you, ask for it, and find somebody that you genuinely look forward to engaging with in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good answer, right? Yeah, I think so. Because at first it's, I was like, oh, is he just asexual? He says he doesn't like sex, but then it sounds like he just, he hasn't met the right person yet. You might be asexual. There are people that are that, but I think a lot of times, sometimes we just don't feel sexual because the other person just isn't providing that. Like, there's nothing hot about some dude coming at you with, like, a rock-hard boner and you're not into it. He's like, <laughs> oh, it's got to get off. You're like, this is cool. Am I supposed to get myself worth from this? Like, okay, fine, I'll help you out, but... <laughs> Oh, I know I'm supposed to say, like, I don't know. This was fine. Yeah. Most people aren't great at sex. Most dudes think they are great at sex. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get that one where you're like, what was that? I got I to gotta sing a song about it. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, there you, you go. You give yourself a beat. And by the way, like, some women don't have orgasms until they're, like, 85. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, there's, you got a wide berth. Some, some women have orgasms during birth. You know, you never know where these things are going to pop up. <laughs> Welcome back to Orgasmic Birth Talk, brought to you by our app, Sensual Evening. Alice and Janney played uh, Glenn Quagmire's mother on an episode of Family Guy I watched the other day. Oh, funny. And she gave birth to him and then made them put him back inside her. Oh, like, I've I was seen born that. nine times that day. <laughs> I've seen that one. She's great and very nice. Oh, she's fantastic. Very tall. Okay. K underscore Medlin. It's a bit of a long one, so here we go. Okay. My best friend, a woman who is like my sister, comes to me with every problem she has in her marriage. Her husband goes to my boyfriend with the same issues. My boyfriend and I come together with the problems and try to help them as best we can. We've told them both multiple times to seek better help, yet they keep coming to us. We don't mind helping with minor things that can easily be fixed, but when it comes to bigger problems, we aren't therapists. Is there a way we can push them to do like we've suggested multiple times? Because their problems keep adding stress on top of our own stress. Drop them an invoice. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is billable. Lucky for you, I am a therapist. Sort of. (laughs) Oh, God, no. I think, you know, marital problems are personal, and it's kind of no one's business, and I think it's kind of gross to air your laundry like that. Like, oh, you know, Scott always leaves his muddy boots. What do I do? But, like, if it's getting to be like that, also, you don't want your main topics of entertainment and conversation to be, to an extent, talking shit about these people. You don't want to bond over their misery, Because then a big part of your identity becomes, like, this is all we talk about. Like, when girls get together and just talk shit on one friend. And it's like, well, where's the substance here? Uh So I think you have to have an intervention. I think you need to—oh, my nail. You know, I just got them done. I—was that toilet paper? (laughs) I think you have (laughs) to—I think you have to sit down with them together, not separately. So not make sure and be like, love you so much. Like, this is great. We're here. Like, we're all friends. We can't help you. And we want to. I mean, I don't know what these problems are. Is there a way to shut it down where if they have already given advice to the best of their ability and these people just aren't listening, can you just be like, I've already told you what I think you should do, so either do it or I I won't talk to it anymore. I had that with a friend. And I'd be like, I don't want to hear this anymore. I can't. And she'd be like, oh, okay. Kind of talk about something else. But, like, you knew it was there. Mm -hmm. Try it separately. And then if it's, like, not working, like, try it together. That'll feel really weird for them. Yeah. But I do think if you are very clear, and also, like, that's boring. Like, all we're doing is talking about, like, your weird problems. Mm -hmm. It's weird that they, like, that's, it's too immature. That's why they need professional help or to break up. Like, this is not working for any of these four people. 
Uh, there's nothing. I had a couple very close to me, and the wife kept coming to me to discuss the things. It was very close to me, <laughs> very close, uh, about the husband. And I finally was like, at the end of the day, like, here's who this man is to me, and I can't hear this from you anymore. Yeah. And she, like, respected that. Okay. And if they don't, you have to drop them. My favorite move. Drop them as friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're going to drop them as a patient. Yeah. <laughs> Billable hours. Okay. You got to say something. And amazing Rigo. Is a quarter-life crisis a common thing? Like, being in your late 20s and still unsure on what to do with your life? And if you have experienced, how did you overcome it? Not only is it a common thing, I tried to write a pilot about it. I'm pretty sure there was a show made about it. I think people just love the idea of, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I got to figure it out, and I'm relatable. I think it is a thing. I didn't have it. Uh, I do have it almost every day as an existential dilemma. Mm -hmm. But you just got to go through it. You probably don't know what you're going to be doing at 25. A lot of people don't. But the good news is that you realize that. What? Late 20s. Whatever. It's all fluid. And the good news is that you know that versus like, no, this coffee shop, this is my home forever. So the fact that you have the wherewithal to even question it means Mm. you're like ahead of the game versus like resigning yourself to loserdom. So that's okay. I have no idea how old you are, Emily, but. I'm 28. Uh Uh-oh. You're not thinking about that, right? You're, you you belong I'm in my basement. I'm having a crisis. Um, I also think we love the idea of a crisis. It's like, no, you're just considering other options. Just know that you'll never be younger than you are right now. I don't know where that what exit came that? from. You'll never be younger than you are right now, and you shouldn't be afraid to take chances because when you're 35, you'll look back and say, oh, my God, I'm so glad I did that work. Uh-huh. I remember specifically thinking to myself, I am willing to do back-breaking work in my 20s so that I can relax a little bit more in my 30s. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did because if I had to do the shit that 20-year-olds are doing now for comedy, mm-hmm. it, it would be over. I wouldn't be able to do it. Lay that foundation now when you have the energy and the collagen. Clisantrock. Hey, Ask Eliza. My boyfriend and I are about to move in together. It will be the first time either of us has lived with an SO. We already spent a lot of time together, like six nights a week, and are open and communicative with each other about everything. But obviously living together is going to be a bit different. Do you have any tips on what to expect and how to make living together a great experience for both of us? Also, unrelated, but which airports that you've traveled through have the nicest bathroom? Uh, The Minnesota airport, um, Minneapolis. For humans and dogs? Where's Minneapolis? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know about nicest bathroom. I never pay attention to that, but I think it's a nice airport. Oh. Minneapolis. Uh, they have a dog. They were the first airport, I think, to have a dog relief area. Not outside of security. Thank you very much. Yeah. Idiots. Well, you take your dog out through TSA. I'm like, already in the airport. This one's inside. And now more airports do it. Yeah. Uh, I always choose to fly through Minneapolis. There's my endorsement. You do. Um, it's always, it's never hard, and it's like nice, nice things there. Um. I would set some random rules. Like, I won't let Smokey Husky watch me shave my armpits. It's not gross. There's not, like, a ton. I just, you don't need to see that. It used to be he couldn't watch me pee. But now I'm just like, I got to pee. And I'll be talking. I'll be like, come here. And he'll come in. I'll be like, I'm peeing. Uh, We don't poop in front of each other. I don't think that's appropriate. Bathroom door closed. Bathroom door closed. Don't enter. Yeah, for a dump. Yeah. If the door's closed with me, he just never does. We were having an argument one time, and I, like, left, and I lightly— I didn't even shut the door. I just—it was slightly ajar, but it was shut enough, and he just stood outside. He was like, that's it? The door's closed? I can't? That's it? Like, he just, it, ne- it would never occur to him, like, to open a door that I had <laughs> shut. It was very sweet. He uses a different bathroom 
for grunting out one. You just because you're sharing because he puts himself inside you doesn't mean he has to be inside everything. And and also it really you do really have to want to respect the other person. Mm-hmm. Like he's really good about the kitchen. He's so used to keeping it clean as a chef. But if I have dishes, like I'll just do them. Even though alone I wouldn't do them. Mm-hmm. I do it because it's not nice for him to come home to dirty dishes. Right. You have to respect each other and make the house nice for each other. Mm-hmm. That's it. And don't poop in front of each other. No one needs that. No. So that's it. Just like little boundaries that you draw to keep a little bit of mystery. Sometimes I'll turn around when I'm taking my bra off and then I'll whip around and be like, see, oh. still got it. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. I think you see a lot of people that are married and like their houses are just gross. There just looks like a b- bra bomb went off. There's just underwear everywhere. Yeah. Respect the other person. He always makes the house nice for me. So why can't I do the same for him? The answer is because I don't care. But that's okay. It. That's my answer. Sorry, that got like low energy. Uh, the poop thing, the shaving thing. Pick a couple of personal boundaries. Right. Keep some mystery alive. Buy a nice toaster oven. You will use it a lot. Oh. Use a toaster. And everyone should have a little job. Like he, it's not his job, but like he always takes Blanche out. And he always, you know, because I sleep a little bit later. Yeah. But I keep the bathroom organized because that's where all my things are. <laughs> anyway. Everyone's, everyone does it. Or you could just be two hamster pack rats. That sit on a garbage throne. That might work for you. Have you seen that gif of that little hamster licking that thumb? It's so cute. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob happened to me mere hours ago. It's been really cold here in L.A. What if it was like I saw you trip? (laughs) (laughs) You faltered. I left and didn't have to see Emily this morning. Yeah. Uh... It's And it's been really cold in L.A., and my house is really cold. And it's when you get into a shower and it's already warm. You don't have to, like, you don't have to, like, you put the water on, you wait, like, a couple seconds, but you get in yeah. and it's already hot versus, like, oh, a little bit of cold water on my back. And that feeling that rushes over and you, like, swish your shoulders trying to get as much of the water on you. Uh-huh. And you're just enveloped in warmth and calmness. You're like, this should, the whole day should be like this. Uh-huh. That's my top of the cob is that first few moments in the warm shower yeah. when you're when your tips are cold. And then you go. I got four packages in the mail yesterday, and one of them is this shirt, and I'm so excited about it. Oh wow! It says the Mummy 1999 version is perfect. <laughs> it's a picture of Brendan Fraser and Rachel Vice. Oh, it's like Bella Hadid. Oh, that's no, funny. It's, it's still from the Mummy, okay. and I love it so much. It's such a soft shirt. It's so nice when you order something and then it arrives and you're yeah. like, wow, it lived up to all my hopes and dreams. It's cool when I gave you that raise. That's cool that that's what you're... I bought a $20 <laughs> shirt. Uh, okay, here's my bottom of the cob. My bottom of the cob also has to do with a shower. <laughs> okay. It's when you know you don't want to waste any water and you know you've got to get it out of that shower. Yeah. The actual physical turning off the shower... And having a like like a like a Navy SEAL like, yeah. like just get out those mere seconds bef- in between the interim from turning off the water and grabbing your towel and knowing you're gonna be chilly. I mean, here's what my parents have a heater in their bathroom, like a little plug in one. Oh and yeah, you just turn it on when you get in the shower. That's nice. And then it's on when you get out. My apartment, I don't have one of those um, fans, so I have to open the window. So when there's outside air coming in so I turn off the shower and it's just cold and scary Arctic blast in Scotland uh, in a couple of European hotels actually I know it's the UK uh, they had these metal towel racks that heat up 
It's like an old oh, world thing. Yes. Yeah. Not so great if you don't realize that and you just Touch grab it. it. Yeah. yeah. I don't. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't need to towel this hot. This is a hazard. Yeah. It burn seems my paw safe. Yeah. But they love it over there. They also okay. Go ahead. So what's your bottom of the cob? My bottom of the cob, headaches. It sucks. Don't you have like ear crystals that are yeah, loose? Yeah, but that's that's relating to nausea. I just get a lot of headaches. I think I'm dehydrated a lot. I'm trying to fix it. Listen to me. As your as your medical practitioner, uh-huh. you are dehydrated. You do not drink enough water. Uh-huh. You stare at a lot of screens. You do not go outside enough, and you need exercise. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So all those things are bottom of the cup. Yeah. My bottom of the cob is seeing a full Coca-Cola in your car almost every morning. You I've been st- having a hard time. I slept real bad last night. This is the I entire- had a nightmare about you. I know you don't like to hear dreams. Okay, but I don't want to hear a nightmare. Either. I know. I'm just, I'm not telling you it. I don't remember what happened. It wasn't, you weren't the nightmare part. We faced Finally. something together. Okay, good. Well, hopefully together we'll fix your dehydration. <laughs> you guys, this has been Ask Eliza Anything with my intrepid assistant, Emily. I've also changed my pose. I'm kind of like slumping in the chair. <laughs> so we're kind of not going out on a lot of energy. <laughs> okay. Okay.